Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today we have a very special guest with us. We have with us Alan Maxwell, and he is the owner of Omni2Max and also the author of the book, The System is Unforgiving, which is a bestseller on Amazon. And I am super, super excited to have him here with us today to talk about his book and what inspired his book and just really to learn about his story. So welcome, Alan. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you, Melissa. I'm happy to be here. I'm so excited to get to know your story. So why don't you just start by introducing us, tell us a little bit about who you are, and then what inspired you to write this book, and what's this book all about? Okay, great. So, Melissa, it all started back in Philadelphia. I'm the youngest of seven. Uh, we grew up in a very uh, uh, economically challenged area, an area that's uh, so challenged I've never taken my current family there until in the recent years, uh, it's a pretty rough area. So I had some choices in life. I could have ended up, you know, in the streets, in gangs and things of that nature, or try to better myself. Uh, fortunately, my, my mother uh, yanked us out of the city, took us down in the South, which was another horrifying experience, but it was a good experience from the sense that I learned a lot about different cultures. Uh, I wanted to escape that. I joined the US Navy the 22 years uh, went around the world about six or seven times, saw a lot of things, done a lot of things. And upon my retirement, I got into the uh, defense uh, industry doing defense contracting work, went into the federal government, became a very senior government official, and got to the point where I still felt that I wasn't being effective enough to satisfy or to help others. And I decided to get out and start Omni 2 Max. Um, starting Omni 2 Max in July of 2009, has uh, opened up doors, has opened up my mind, has taught me things that I never thought that I would dream possible. It's taken me to places that I never thought possible. Uh, and through all my journeys, all my friends and colleagues would always say, Alan, with the experiences that you have and the things that you've seen, you ought to write a book. And of course, me not being a writer or no idea of writing a book, uh, I guess the constant hearing of that, uh, as, as I was mentioning to you, I. Um, I um, was introduced to a book coach who was like a drill sergeant. And she says, she's gonna pull the story out of me. And we just got busy and produced. The system is unforgiving. In about nine to 10 months, uh, ended up hitting the bestsellers list on, as you mentioned, Amazon and free areas, uh, Wall Street Journal, and also on USA Today. So the book is really about my journey and it talks about how to navigate through pitfalls and how to how to if you want to achieve in life the things that you must do and that is be consistent be dedicated and be focused and anyone could achieve the same goals that i've achieved so that's amazing you wrote your book in nine months and i know what a feat that is um so tell us a little bit about the contents of your book so the book Generally, just talks about um, the key areas in the book. It talks about um, some of my Navy career experiences are where it really hits home. And it also talks about early on when I first discovered what the system was all about and that there was a system that we needed to recognize. And so 
as a young kid, I didn't understand it, but I was very observant. Uh, when I joined the Navy, there were some situations that took place that really, really accentuated what the system was all about. Seeing, seeing how people were promoted, seeing how people were overlooked, and then uh, understanding uh, which side, I call it living on the fence, either side of the fence. One side is the positive side, one side negative side, meaning on the positive side, you're being focused, you're staying committed, you're being dedicated on the, I'll call it left, right, on the, on the right side, you know, you're doing all the right things. On the left side, you're not taking life serious. You're doing all the partying and all those sorts of things with expectations. So my book kind of really accentuates that if you want to achieve in life, you have to make a decision on how do you want to live. And once you make that decision, you have to stay with that decision. You, you can't go back and forth. So. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. And so we were talking a little earlier and you said that you worked in the government and so you saw a lot of things and you're even just talking about that now people getting promoted and different things happening um and so you were observant of those things and that's part of why you wrote this book so can you talk a little bit more about we were talking about expectations and um the reason that we get disappointed is because we have these expectations but we don't really understand the system we're in Yes, exactly. So let's use for an example uh, to get just a little bit political. Uh, and we'll talk about the welfare system for an example, right? So there's there's a large uh, cadre of people that expects the government to give them hands out as opposed to figuring out and doing things on their own. Uh, what happens is you'll become dependent upon the free service and time is not on your side. So if you accept welfare for let's say 10 years, well, that's 10 years of your life that you haven't done anything. And so now when it's time to try to do something, you're 10 years behind the power curve. And so it just perpetuates to 20 years and the 30 years. Now all of a sudden you're awarded the state basically getting social security. And so now you're living a, a mediocre life depending upon a small amount to live on. So now you're, you're totally dependent upon the government as opposed to saying, you don't want that. You're gonna get out and discover, chart your territories and be a self-made or self-fulfilling person by getting a good honest job or being aware of your surroundings and taking opportunities. So uh, yeah, so I think that um, it's very important to recognize the two choices that you have in life. Yeah, yeah I love how you talk about that because it's sort of, the same idea of you can either choose to be a victim of your circumstances or you can understand that you do have control over what happens and and we talk to people about not having a victim mindset all the time so i like that you use that comparison because i think that a lot of people can relate to that right and it's not this not the same by better or worse it's, it's about choices yes yeah. And, and the same rule applies in relationships. You know, what causes divorces? People get married with expectations that's not realistic of their partner. And so next thing you know, they say, oh, we fell out of love or we grew apart. I find that impossible to do if you truly are communicating and understanding each other. Um, I've been happily married for 36 years, been with my wife for 38 years. 
And in this entire time, we've never had one argument, not one. That's so. pretty amazing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I think you're right, though. I think that there are a lot of people who go into things having expectations. And I, I think I read a quote one time that said, if you expectations, when you have them, you're breaking your own heart. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Um, and we do tend to do that. And I, I think what's interesting is that you mentioned earlier, the reason we do that is because we have so many um, societal norms that are put on us and conditions. Yes. So can you explain that just a little bit further for us? Absolutely. So, <laughs> so we talk about conditioning, right? Um, society says that, um, let's say, Society says, this is a typical life. You go to high school, you should go to college. You go to college because you can get a better paying job. You get a better paying job, and now you're happy. You find your soulmate, wife or husband, 2.5 kids, white picket fence. You live until you're 65, retired, get your gold watch, and you go into the sunset on, and social security. That's the way we're conditioned. And, and through that journey, um, you may rise up to a supervisory level or a management level, and in your mind, you've achieved something great, but not really. And now you talk to someone that's never followed that path. They may have went to college, but then they did not take the job. They started their own business, and they, they controlled their destiny. And so now, all of a sudden, they're more wealthier at a younger age than they ever dreamed of and that they don't ride into the sunset, they fly into the sunset. And when they're in the sunset, they're still flying and enjoying life. So there's a huge difference of what you can control and what's deemed appropriate for you, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love that. I mean, being a teacher, I, I see it in the educational system for sure. Um, you know, we, your kids, you have to go to college, go to college, go to college. and it isn't for everyone. And uh, I'm seeing that with my own son right now, who's 18 and did a semester of college. And it's like, it's not for me, I don't like it. And so I think that in a lot of ways, our society doesn't really fully prepare people for the real world when you get out there. And it's getting worse. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, and we're seeing a lot of, I think, an influx of people who are starting their own businesses or doing their own thing because this working for someone else and being caught in this, I don't know, daily grind, people are realizing this is not for me. This is not, you know, what I signed up to do. So I think we're seeing a lot of people realizing that at i think midway in life you know they've had a career for so long and then in the middle of that realizing this isn't what i signed up for well i'm here to tell you i was just sharing with a friend earlier today um, i've worked for someone up until i started this business i've done better in the last 12 years than i've done in my entire life it was like starting my own business was like hopping on a, a uh, supersonic times 10 aircraft 
as opposed to meandering along, you know, getting my whatever years in this business and getting my gold watch. And I've never been more happier. I've never been more, you know, satisfied uh, in terms of what I've been able to do. And so I'm very humbled and I'm very thankful and I'm very grateful that I was able to open that door and to see the other side. Here's the catch. Now that I'm on the other side, all the folks that live on that side say, hey, welcome. Where have you been? And then even more doors open, which is very interesting. Yeah. It is. Mm -hmm. So what would you tell someone who may be in that place where they're just chugging along and trying to get to that next step and they just feel like they're not getting anywhere? Is there any advice that you could give somebody who's feeling like that? Absolutely. And that advice would be number one is, is to sit back and really look at where it is that you're really trying to go. Okay. And then pinpoint that. And you have to encourage yourself, meaning that along the way, I used to write little positive notes in private places in my home just to keep me focused and keep me positive and to just never hang around, hang around people that's going places that you want to be. Okay. And, and, and as I said, one of my rules, if someone doesn't have your vision of thoughts, get away from them quickly because they could drag you down and keep you in that, that nothingness. So uh, stay positive, be around positive people, um, stay focused, define your objectives and don't waver. I mean, if that's your, if that's your objective, stay on it, be disciplined because again, some people will see you trying to do the right thing and will try to discourage you out of envy, out of jealousy or whatever the case may be. So what do you do? You cut ties and sometimes it may be family that you have to cut ties with, but you have to get away from negativity and you have to be around people that's like where you want to go because they'll help you and they'll show you the way for sure. Yeah, I love that. It's so true. Other people will drag you down to their level or they can pull you up to theirs. So you want to be around people who are if they're not on your level, they're higher so that you have something to achieve and, and to reach for instead of feeling like you have to go down to someone else's level. Um, and I think so many people do that. I know I have clients that I work with who have a, an innate fear of being judged for being too successful. And, you know, a lot of people would say, well, what do you mean? Like, how can they feel fear success but there are a lot of people who have that fear in them and how would you maybe what would you say to them what advice could you give someone who is afraid either to go to that next level or even to leave behind what they know because making someone move out of their comfort zone is pretty scary <laughs> and you know I, and i went through that personally so i totally understand that 100 percent but it takes, it takes a little bit of intestinal fortitude and it takes a lot of just accepting the fact that you're moving on. And if, if the folks don't understand it, then you just have to cut ties. And, and as I said, it could be family members. I'm the youngest of seven. I was just sharing with my brother the other day. I said to him, I said, you have no idea who I become and who I am. You know, you're still doing the same thing that you was doing from high school, but you know, success, he's afraid of success. Some people feel like they don't deserve it. They don't feel like this is all a part of society. 
society tells you that you're not worthy, you're not, you're not honorable. Only, only the rich can have X, Y, and Z. But society doesn't tell you you could become rich too. You know, so um, it's it's part of the conditioning. So my advice would be, again, set the course. Don't let anyone else get in your head. Don't, as my mother likes to say, don't rent space in your head for someone else. Okay, you stay focused on your goals and your dreams. And if it means that your family doesn't understand or your close friends don't understand, you can love them from a distance. And I think sometimes you have to do that. Yeah, I love that. That's the hardest thing, I think, for a lot of people, because we are also conditioned to believe that your family is your family and you have to be there no matter what. Mm -hmm. But it's okay to give yourself permission to distance yourself from toxic people. Exactly. And again, you can love them from a distance. Yeah. Most of my family live on the East Coast. I live on the West Coast. So they don't just happen to drop by. (laughs) (laughs) Some of us would appreciate that. Well, I love that. Oh, my dogs have probably heard the neighbors go out. Um, so tell us where people can find you if they want to purchase your book or if they want to follow you or work with you somehow. How can they do that? So Alan, alanmaxwellauthor.com is my website and it has all my information there on how to reach me, how to contact me, how to follow me. Um, and it's a really cool website too. So yeah, not <laughs> it, but it is a cool website. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I, and I love helping people. I love, I love giving back. I, you know, I give to a lot. I, I have made quite a few wishes come true and the make a wish. Um, I mentor a lot of youth that's in college. Um, I am, again, like I said, I'm very grateful and I'm very, very honored and humble to achieve the things I've achieved in life, but I don't let it go to my head. I, I just, I'm thankful and I, I'll grab the hands of anyone that wants to take the journey and I'll be more than happy to mentor them and help them along the way. Sure. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's one of the things that I love the most about what I get to do is meeting people like you who are making a difference, not only in your life, but in other people's lives as well and paying that forward, which is just amazing. I always find it uh, so refreshing to meet people who still do that. But I think that it is very telling of your personality and the things that you've described that you do. I think there are a lot of commonalities in successful people in that they, the mindset that you're always posting things where you can see it to remind yourself because anybody can fall into the trap of negative thinking. It happens to the best of us. And I love that you do that. And and also the giving back. That's amazing. There's an old biblical saying, an idle mind is a devil's workshop. I believe that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And the more you sit around and just wonder if you can make things happen and not actually take any steps in that direction, the more frustrated you get and the more that negative thinking comes into play. Um, And I always tell people, you don't have to have all of the answers today. Just take that first step. And you know, to that point, what we're talking about earlier, a lot of people are afraid of failure. Well, here's, here's the truth of the matter. You're going to fail and you're going to fail more than once. 
And even today, I fail at some of the things that I do. But you need failure to succeed because without it, you wouldn't know what success is about. Yeah, absolutely. You have to do that. You can't be afraid of it. You got to deal with it. I look at it as I love the acronym that it's the first attempt in learning because it's true. Failure is not a death sentence. It's not, you know, it's not the worst thing ever. It's just a part of learning. And sometimes failure could be good. I mean, my my first marriage failed and that was the best thing that ever happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true though. I wrote a whole chapter about that in my book. I talk about uh, milk duds. Yes. The name says it all. They weren't supposed to look like that. They were supposed to be round, but that's how they came out. And so they named them milk duds, but who doesn't love milk duds? That's interesting. I never knew that. That's interesting. Yeah. So never, never be afraid to fail because some of the best things have come out of failure. I'm from St. Louis. We're known for toasted ravioli. That was the thing that happened by accident. That kid accidentally dropped a ravioli in the deep fryer. Oh, an amazing appetizer though. We love them around here. My favorite place is Sweetie Pies. I used to watch that all the time. Yes, in, in the Grove, yes. yes. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's still open, though. I think they might have just closed recently or one location. But yeah, yeah. St. Louis is a great area. Well, I love it. So Absolutely. Yeah. But I'll, I'll take San Diego over St. Louis any day. Oh, my gosh, yes. San Diego <laughs> is amazing. Yes, I do love San Diego, too. You have to go to Old Town and and uh, watch them make the tortillas and yes, yeah, absolutely beautiful city, <laughs> and you have amazing weather. So there you go. We don't have that. <laughs> my, that was my point, you know, year round. You know, I think what I'm wearing now is the heaviest piece of clothes you have to wear year round. Just a light jacket, yeah. that's it. So yeah, but I think more importantly, is amazing people here, and this is a land of opportunity as well. Um, a lot of positive people here. And what I love about San Diego to what we're talking about is that you can walk up to a complete stranger and start talking to them and they'll talk to you back. And I've I've created so many friendships, long-term friendships, just by having a quick conversation at the line in the movie theater and stuff like that. So amazing. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to go back to San Diego. You sold me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you always would be welcome. Come on back. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here with us today, Alan. This was such a great conversation. And I encourage you guys to go and check out his book, The System is Unforgiving. It sounds really interesting. And um, you can follow him so you can go to his website and check all of that out too. All of the information that he talked about today will be in the show notes. So you can simply go there and click on it. Um, So before we go, do you have any parting words of wisdom that you would like to share with our audience today? Absolutely, Melissa. And that is, do your research, do your homework, don't believe the hype, and don't trust the government. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you heard it here first, guys. You heard it here. All right, well, I want to thank you so much, Alan, for being here with us. All right. You're so welcome. This has been great. Thank you so much for having me, Melissa. For sure. You're welcome. Have an awesome day. And I want to thank all of you out there for being with us today as well. 
As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. The greatest honor you can give me is to share this podcast with others. Also, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on social media. I go live Mondays at 630 Central on Facebook where I do a free card reading. If you show up for the live, I'll pull a card for you too. And if you want to work with me, I do coaching sessions, Reiki, and you can book a session online at melissaoatman.com. Thank you guys so much. As always, I am sending you so much love and light. I hope you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye, guys.